Welcome to the Launch Your Live podcast, a show dedicated to providing you with daily, top-level, live video tips, tricks, and strategies to not only help you start, but also excel at live streaming. Here are your hosts, Christian Karashevitz and Jim Fuse. So you've prepared to go live, but how do you notify viewers in advance so that they know where to watch your live streams? Marketing or pre-promoting your show is an essential part of your live video strategy in order to help you grow your audience and build a community. On episode 27, Jem and I are going to discuss how to pre-promote your live video show ahead of time so that you can begin to attract viewers and build an audience. So Jim, I know you and I have had a lot of discussions offline about promoting your live video show. And I want to go ahead and just clarify this for listeners. What are we talking about here when we say pre-promote your live video show? So let's say you're just starting out and you're getting ready to have, if you want to call it that grand opening episode one well, how are people going to know that you even have a show? Are you going to just expect them to show up at showtime? Well, whether it's show number one, show number 100, show number 200, I think 58, as you're getting ready to do at the time of this recording, you have to have a strategy and a plan because really you're marketing probably to a myriad of places And if you're not, you're missing an opportunity to find future viewers that may not know that you exist because part of marketing is building awareness. Absolutely. And I will say this as well. So when you are promoting a live show and then you actually run that live show, it could be very, let's see, what's the word I'm looking for? Frustrating. It can be very demoralizing if you start a live show and then you don't actually have anyone viewing the show, you're talking essentially to an empty room. I mean, you're already talking to an empty room because you're talking to somebody over the internet. However, it's just, it's, it doesn't work very well when you don't have anyone show up. And so I know we're going to talk about pre-promoting your live show, Jim. So do you want to kick things off? What is a good place for people to start with when they want to pre-promote that live show and get their audience to tune in? We're going to start a little old school to some people and something that a lot of people struggle with, email marketing. Yes, I said it, email marketing. I think of anything these uh, last several months have, in my opinion, have even made a resurgence in email because it's so hard to communicate with people. And one of the things, Christian, that you and I talk about a lot, even with live video, right? You're on rented land, especially when you're on social platforms. And I'm sure we're going to talk about this in the future, ways to go live with, um, you know, off of platforms. In fact, on our uh, previous episode, we did talk with Dylan Schinholzer from ViewStub about a way to do just that. But you've got this opportunity to build an email list of your fans, the people that are interested, and you can communicate with them, you know, in, in different 
timely manners. I mean, I know we've started to build an email list for Launch Your Live. I've got an email list for, you know, my my brand and, and I also put out my show. And I think you do the same as well, don't you, Christian? I do. And emails or also referred to as an email blast. I mean, they're a great way to get in front of your customer or in front of your audience to let them know what you have going on. And you kind of have to look at it like this. If you have an audience on social media, a lot of times that audience is is very spread out. So they might be on Facebook, they might be a few of them on Instagram, some of them might be subscribed, for example, to YouTube. And so just putting it out on social media is not necessarily going to help you reach everyone. And that's why, to Jem's point, you own your email list. You own the people that subscribe. You can choose when you message them. And the other great thing about it is you don't have to fight the algorithm. And what I mean by that is the social media algorithm. For example, if it's Facebook or Twitter or LinkedIn or Instagram, it doesn't really matter. They all use an algorithm and they all control what you can and cannot see. You know, while I love social media, email marketing though allows me to put together an email and I can easily send that out to my audience. So anyone who, for example, goes to my website, they can sign up for my email list. They could have a specific message that is tailored if they want to, for example, get notified when we go live, we have an email that we can send them. For example, we have an email that we send for my show Social Chatter, and that's a one-hour reminder. And it goes out every single week, one hour before the show, and it just tells people, hey, we're getting ready to go live, and here is where you can join us, and this is the topic we're going to be discussing. And so we send a one hour reminder. Some people send a 30 minute reminder and a 15 reminder, but at least one hour ahead of time is a good way to notify people. That way people get the email and then they can go join your live stream. Now, Jim, is there anything else you want to add as far as the email marketing aspect? Make sure that you're not being spammy. I think that's one of the things that you need to be careful about because even though you own that email list, don't abuse the trust that your community and subscribers have put into you to be bringing value. So the value in promoting your show is you're, you're letting them know what the content is, who the guest is going to be if you have guests so that you're giving that opportunity for them to evaluate, Hey, this is a show I really need to see. And even if they're not able to watch it live, they're maybe more likely to put it on their calendar as something that they want to go and watch the replay. The other thing with the email is, don't forget, you're going to be able to see your open rates. You're going to be able to see if you're losing subscribers. And those can be signals in and of themselves of how well you're crafting those emails. If you're seeing low rates, if you're seeing unsubscribers, then you probably want to reevaluate your strategy and, and work to make your email marketing a stronger piece of your portfolio. Definitely. And one point that I want to actually make to that is to the point that you just said a minute ago about being able to test and so one thing we do is while we can go broadcast or simulcast, by the way, to multiple channels at once, like we can simulcast to Facebook and YouTube and LinkedIn, for example, all at the same time. What we do, though, in our email is we don't just tell people, here's one link to go watch. We tell them if we're, for example, broadcasting on three channels, here are the three that we're broadcasting on and let them pick. Now, the great thing is behind the scenes, I can actually go look at 
not just the open rates, but which of those networks actually got clicked. So were people primarily clicking for YouTube? Were they primarily clicking for Facebook? And then if they said they were clicking for like YouTube, I can then actually go and run a separate email and ask them if they haven't subscribed to subscribe to my channel. This way they'll get notified every time we go live. So, you know, it, it all, all this stuff works hand in hand. So, okay. So email, that's a great way to pre promote your live video show. Jim, what's another way that someone can, you know, get more viewers for their lives. We're going to go to what we've touched on a little bit already. Social media platforms. You've got all these different audiences on, on your different social media platforms if you uh, are using them. And one we're going to start with, which is one of my favorites, is Twitter. You know, Twitter is is great because one, you know, as, as I like to say, the, the life of a tweet is about 18 minutes. So you can keep putting out information, tidbits about your show multiple times uh, up to showtime. And nobody's going to get offended like they might on some other channels where you don't want to be bombarding people with posts. And you can actually schedule tweets. And by scheduling these tweets, you could even schedule a link, going back to Christian's example, of that link where you maybe want them to watch. Maybe it's that link to your, your YouTube channel. Maybe it's the link to your uh, Facebook page. But it could also be the just tell them, hey, we're going to be live here on Twitter and just be watching our feed for when we go live. And so I really like the ability to do scheduling. And uh, and there's also some other great things you can do along with Twitter as well. I mean, what, what do you think, uh, Christian? So in addition to scheduling tweets, and by the way, I like the example that you gave about being able to have tweets go out multiple times versus, you know, when you look at Facebook or Instagram, you're not really supposed to, I don't say you're not supposed to, but it's sort of frowned upon, I guess, on those platforms to be publishing, for example, every single hour, it's almost just considered somewhat spammy, I think, you know, and granted there is no set number of times you should publish. You just need to look at the analytics and see if I'm publishing more, are people engaging more? Are they unfollowing me? You know, you have to look at that, but some additional ways in addition to scheduling tweets, I think one of those is to tag your guests. And this is very simple. On Twitter, you just type the at sign and then type start typing the person's username, their Twitter handle, and then just include them in a tweet. And hopefully, if that guest is active on Twitter, they will go and engage back by maybe retweeting it, maybe retweeting it with a comment or a quote, maybe liking it. You know. And one thing I want to caution, by the way, with this is it's great that you can tag a guest, but make sure that you actually communicate with your guests as well to see if they're still active on Twitter because some people have a Twitter account, but that's not their primary place that they do business. So it's great you're tagging them, but the whole goal is to also basically to help have them help carry some of that load. And so hopefully they're going to also, you know, if they're active on the platform, they'll retweet it. If they're not active, it just kind of looks bad for both people because if I'm tweeting and they're not responding to it, Hmm. Are they actually not active or is their channel automated? So just keep that in mind. So tagging your guest. What's another way, Jim? What well, one of the overlooked features of Twitter is you can do what we call a pin tweet. And so that's the first tweet that people see when they come to your profile. 
So one of the things that I do with uh, the Tim and Jim show is every week I pin the tweet for that upcoming week's show. So as people are coming to my profile, that's the first thing they see. And you could even do as an example, maybe you know all the guests you're going to schedule for a month. You create a graphic showing all their pictures, going back to you know Christian's idea of tagging them if they're active. Now you've got all the guests on this picture talking about who's going to be on, what they're going to do. And you've got that as another way, if you wanted to maybe have like a monthly pin tweet to kind of let people know all the great things that you're doing. And that's a good point, by the way. So that's how you use a pen tweet. Here's what I do for pen tweets. So what I do is I want to build my email list. And in this case, if I have an email list set up for my show, I can go create a tweet and include a pen tweet at the top that tells people, hey, you know, we go live however many times a week. Let's say it's once a week. If you want to get notified, here's the link to go sign up for my email newsletter so that you do get notified about that. So scheduling your tweets, tagging your guests, creating a pen tweet. What's another one, Jim? You can actually change your Twitter name. You can have up to a 50 character name. Now we're not talking about your, your, uh, your user name. We're talking about the descriptive name of what your account is. So as an example, you know, we just the other day, just for fun, I said, you know, Jim Fuse, hashtag launch your live. So if people are searching for launch your live, they're going to see that they're going to find my profile because I have that in there. And, uh, and, and in addition to that, you also want to make sure maybe you're putting your show in your bio, mm -hmm. let people know that you're like the co-host of launch your live or deal casters, or in your case, social chatter, so that people's like, oh, these are some of the things you do. Because you've got, I think, 160 characters that you can put in that bio. So that's another great way to put that, as well as maybe you have some of the graphics in your header of the different shows you do. That's another place people don't always take opportunity to do is that visual perspective, right? You've got your profile photo and that header that are this real estate that's just begging for good content. I think that's a, a good point actually with that Twitter header actually. So by the way, the other thing also like that you mentioned is in addition to changing your Twitter name, making sure that, you know, it's key, make sure you do not change the username aspect. And that's the at whatever the username is, because what can happen is somebody could easily take that. So just make sure it's the name. And what I actually do for that as well for social chatter is I put in, there's a little red recording sign. And what I do is I add the word, I had the little emoji, the recording. So a little red circle. And then I put the word live next to it in addition to my name. So that way people see that. And then I actually change it back right after the show. And I actually use a tool for that. I use an Elgato stream deck and that actually have it programmed to where I push one button and it changes the name automatically for me. And I push it again and it changes it back. So saves me a lot of time. I don't have to forget to do it at the end of the show. I hit the button and it switches back. So um, in addition to that, by the way, so all those Twitter updates, one other thing that people should focus on when trying to pre-promote that live video show is building excitement. And this doesn't just apply to Twitter. This actually applies to every single social media channel or even your email channels. It's just getting people excited about your show. You know, if you're excited about it 
And that shows in the content you're tweeting out, for example, people are hopefully going to take notice and at least join you for maybe one episode or two episodes and see what things are like. Okay. So Jim, anything else you want to add for Twitter? Or do we want to move on to the next social media platform? One last thing that a lot of people don't realize, like I said, I'm a huge Twitter user is the Twitter list build and promote a Twitter list for your show. And so not only can you add your guest beforehand, no, no, I tend to add mine after, but this is a great way for you to keep up with your guest after the fact, because now you can be sharing their tweets. They don't forget about you because they're seeing that engagement. So a Twitter list is another great way. Even maybe you create a, a, a Twitter list called folks I'd like to have on my live show, whatever the show name would is going to be. And you add them to that list and then they might say, Hmm, I need to check this person out that says they want me on their live show. So that's uh, just another way to garner some interest and excitement. Uh, so Twitter list, very powerful, great way to keep yourself focused on Twitter when you're out there looking to build engagement. I really like that last one, by the way, I didn't think about that, about setting up a list about people you want to have on your show. So love that. Okay. So let's talk Facebook. So if I have a live video show and I want to pre-promote that on Facebook, what are some things I can do? Well, Facebook has got a lot of flexibility. I mean, a lot of the scheduling tools, when you schedule that show, and of course you've only got, you can only schedule out seven days in advance mm -hmm. with a lot of these tools, but you, you create a post for your show. And so it's going to tell people what's going to, you know, be on the show. You can, you can have, you know, quite a bit of characters there description wise, and uh, people can get a reminder. The other, the other piece of it too, is this gives you that opportunity to build that show graphic. And so they can get that visual as well. I mean, you don't want to just have a post without a graphic. And so, so poster, a, a great way to start, but like I said, if it's going to be the post that's coming off a lot of these scheduling programs like StreamYard, which is the one that Christian and I use a lot, seven days is the max you can do in advance for the post at this time. And that's not just a StreamYard limitation either, by the way. That's a Facebook limitation. Facebook only allows you to schedule seven days in advance. So just keep that in mind. And that does mean you may need to start using a calendar. In our case, we use a Google Drive sheet that we've created where we know exactly what's coming up, who this week's guest is, who's next week's guest is, what the topic is we're going to be covering and so forth. So definitely take advantage of putting out a post and also make sure you tag somebody as well. We mentioned that about tagging somebody in tweets for Facebook. It's the same exact thing. You want to make sure you tag people in that post as well. And a lot of times, you know, if, um, if you have a hard time actually tagging somebody, you can Obviously, you type the at sign and then it should start to populate a name. Sometimes you do need to switch the account you're tagging from. Sometimes you have to switch from your page over to your profile and then you can tag people that way as well. But making sure, obviously, that you make a post and make sure you tag people. Now, if I've got a Facebook page, another way that you can tap into this as well is obviously, as Jim mentioned, when you schedule a post through a third party or even through um, even through like Facebook, for example, like through Facebook Live Producer and so forth, that you can also, uh, it creates a po an event actually on your page. So it says, it tells people when that event is going to be happening. Now that event also gives them the ability to get a reminder. And that reminder is helpful because 
there's a nice graphic there. So for example, it's a graphic for Facebook. It's usually 1200 by 628 as the pixel size. You create a nice show graphic and then it has a get reminder button so people can click get reminder so that when you actually do go live, you'll typically get a pop-up from Facebook when that page, for example, is about to go live. And that'll give you, you know, it gives you that warning, hey, they're going live, get ready to go over there and, you know, check it out if you have the time. So I think that that is another way. So what's another thing, Jim, that people can do on Facebook to help promote their video show? Facebook groups is another hidden gem. And I'll say this in a couple of ways. If you own your own group, you can share these things we're talking about, these posts, even from our page or from our personal profile, uh, or even if it's your page, you just have to change to being yourself. You can share it into a group like, hey guys, make sure you come check out the show. If you're in other people's groups, mm-hmm. mind be mindful of the rules. But some folks that we know actually will do things like they'll call it a marketing Monday or, you know, share what you got coming up on different days a week. And they'll allow you. StreamYard is actually great about saying, hey, where are you guys going live this week? And they'll let you share your show link in the comments of this post. Another great way to get yourself visibility uh, as, as well. So, but be mindful of the rules, you know, and also support the other people that are probably doing the same thing. So I think that's really a powerful way to kind of start to build your audience by using Facebook groups. Definitely. And if you participate in multiple groups, every group has, they have different rules. So the first thing is make sure you read those rules because some of them are very strict about what you can and cannot promote or when you can promote. They might have a specific post other groups don't really care or they don't police it as much. It comes down to like their format, you know, how they prefer to run things. It also depends on the size of the group. So if you're in a group that's got maybe 50 to hundred people in it, it might be a good group, but you also have to look at the exposure you're going to get as well. So make sure that that group is actually pretty active, you know, and then when you get the massive groups of, you know, thousands of people, those groups can help drive some viewers to your, live stream, but also keep in mind the group and what their purpose is. So for example, if like we'll use the social media as an example. So if somebody is a social media marketer, for example, and you're also in a social media group with them because you're a social media marketer, everyone is going to be promoting the same exact thing. And that it might, you know, yes, I checked a box. I promoted my show, but it also doesn't mean that you're going to get people to tune in necessarily because everyone is trying to, you know, all those people are trying for the same exact sliver of pie and it's a very small amount. And so you do want to keep that in mind. So what that might mean is for Facebook groups, sharing them into groups, fantastic. You may want to go into other groups, for example, and these might be ones that are about coaching, for example, or maybe you've got one uh, that is about being a public speaker and they might invite you to, share your information, what you have going on, if you have a show or you know something great that happened to you. And that's a great place to do that as well because that actually exposes you to a different audience, not the same exact people that are also in your industry. Okay, so we've talked Facebook posts, Facebook pages, Facebook groups. What else, Jim, should people be doing on Facebook? Facebook events are another of those things that you may not think about. And the good thing about a Facebook event is you could actually put the event up 
more than seven days out. We talked about that limitation with post. And what you could then do is potentially put the link once you have the link in the event. Because events, one, you can promote events using ads if that's something that you want to do. But you can also invite people to events. Now, I will warn you, because I have done this in the past, that sometimes people feel it's a little spammy if you're inviting them to an event that they really didn't want to be a part of. So just be aware of that. Uh, But events are a great way, you know, you can have discussion in the events. And Facebook is doing some stuff with Live Producer that will allow you to live stream within events. That's something I'm sure that Christian and I are going to talk about on a future episode but uh, but Facebook events, another another great thing. Uh, what, what do you think, Christian? Um, I like the idea of events. One thing I actually thought you were going to say was I thought you were going to say that you don't really use events very much because, you know, a lot of times, yes, people randomly get invited to these. But what also sometimes will happen is Facebook events kind of just they sort of fall by the wayside in, in a way. So somebody might get added, but they don't necessarily see that all these events are, you know, that they were added to an event. And so they may not actually be checking it as frequently as possible. So this is why, again, go back to that original thing we said, email marketing is a fantastic way to promote your show because you know exactly who your audience is. You can see every subscriber that comes in versus Facebook or Twitter, most of these social media platforms. You push something out, but you don't know if those people are actually doing anything because it doesn't get to the granular level to say, well, hey, Jim opened this Facebook post and he actually engaged with me. I can look at the engaged, but I don't really see anything else aside from that. So, you know, Facebook events, another good way to promote your live show. Now, another one I want to add is to use live video. Now, what I mean by this is, and, and again, you could do this anytime. You could set up a little schedule for yourself and say, you know what, every hour, one hour before my show, I'm going to record a live video and that video is just going to be very casual. It's going to be me popping up on camera and just saying, hey, I want to give you guys a heads up. I'm excited to see you all in one hour. And we're going to be discussing whatever the topic is. Here's our guest. And then give them a link, for example, to where they can join and ask them, you know, hey, if you have questions, feel free to leave those in the comments, for example, and you could address them during the show. So it's doing pre-promotion of your actual live video, but doing it with a live video. Does that make sense? Absolutely. And in addition to that, another way that I also like to pre-promote in live video is to use Facebook stories. Again, same exact concept. So there's a couple ways you can do this. One is you could actually make that video and then put that video into stories. The other way is to make a series of vertical graphics and upload those as specific images. For example, what we would do for social chatters, we'd have an introductory graphic. The next one would be, uh, you know, here's where to watch. Here's what time the show is. Here's who our guest is. Here's our host. Here's our co-host. So each image is essentially a tap in stories. And then the end would be, you know, we look forward to seeing you or something like that. So stories, another great tool that you can use to pre-promote your live show. Jim, anything else you want to add about promoting through Facebook? Yeah, there's also the power of chatbots. You know, this is really getting you into the world of Facebook Messenger. You know, there's programs like ManyChat and Mobile Monkey mm-hmm. that uh, you can also get people to opt into. 
and you can have ways where people get notified that you're getting ready to go live. But I will say there are a lot of rules and regulations concerning chatbots. And so you need to be careful because you could, uh, could have your bot shut down. This kind of goes back to our rented land, uh, theory and, and, and also why sometimes, you know, the email might be something you want to be stronger on first, but chatbots can definitely help grow uh, the ability for your show to get seen. Uh, Christian, what, what's your thoughts on that? I like chatbots, but I also, to your point, you know, know that they can be really good and really useful, but at the same time, if you implement them wrong, they can actually be detrimental to your account. So, you know, the great thing about a chatbot, for example, is something like if we were doing a live show, we could tell people, hey, would you like to join our email list? In the comments, just type the word, you know, email, if that's an allowed word, and it will automatically trigger a process versus, oh, hey, let me tell you during my live show, we have an email list. If you go to this URL, you know, you can sign up for the newsletter. And the thing with that is it creates it's extra steps. It makes it harder. There's more friction to get people, for example, on that email list versus just giving them a code word that they can put in Mester and have it actually kick off the process. So super easy. Like it might be something like, here's the code word. The message might come back with, you know, how often would you like to get emails from us? And then the next question might be, what's your first name? What's your email address? And that's it. And you actually don't have to really do much more than that. So chatbots, another great way to, you know, again, help pre-promote your show. Um, it can also be something where you set them up so that when somebody goes to your Facebook page, you actually could have a message that pops up for people, not just saying, welcome to my Facebook page, you know, something such as, hey, I'm getting it to go lot, getting ready to go live on whatever the day is and the time. You know, if you want to get notified, type out, type in the word live and have that kick off, for example, part of the process. Okay. So we've talked Twitter, we talked Facebook. What else, Jim, do we have in way of social media platforms for promoting your live show? One of the most visual platforms, which is Instagram. Now, you can't necessarily have your show on Instagram, but Instagram still provides some great opportunities to promote. You've got the idea, you know, you've got hashtags, you know, maybe your show, you get a hashtag where people can kind of follow and find it. And there is also, uh, you know, some different tools. I mean, you got post, you can take some of that content maybe that you've created on say Facebook, make sure you're resizing it and taking into consideration how, you know, Instagram has a different look and feel than Facebook. And if you're going to tag people in a post, different tags than what you have in, in, in the other platforms as well. They don't just kind of tie over. You'll sometimes see people taking an Instagram post, share it to Facebook, but they don't make any adjustments and it just doesn't work right. But Instagram has a great posting feature that uh, you can get a lot of engagement with. And um, so that's one I know that I've used. Uh, what about you, Christian? I'm going to go back to my stories example. We talked about this for Facebook with Facebook stories, same exact concept you can go on Instagram stories and upload or record a message and send that out to your followers. So that's another way. Again, we're not saying you have to do all of these, but it comes down to if your audience is active on Facebook and Instagram and you have a healthy audience size, these might be something to consider. So I think stories, that's definitely an option. 
going back to the live video option as well. So there's Instagram live that you can do, and that's where you can pre-record or you can record a message for your followers as well. So again, same concept. I do it on Facebook or I do the same thing on Instagram. So I like the live video aspect. Uh, Jim, what's this next one we have for promoting your live show on Instagram? Actually, a lot of people still don't seem to know about it, but there's Instagram TV. And I would even throw in their reels, but uh, I digress a little bit. But Instagram TV at the moment will let you upload up to a 10-minute video to your Instagram profile. So you could you know, do like a longer recording, upload it to Instagram TV, and tell people a little bit more about what's coming up. Now, I will say that it's another way, which we're going to have another episode about repurposing where this also will come into play. Definitely. I like that one. So those are some things that you can do on Instagram to pre-promote your live show. By the way, there's a lot more to each of these social media platforms. We're just trying to cover a lot of the highlights, the high level information for you to get you moving with live video and actually promoting your show. You know, And um, once you start to do a lot of these, then we can move into more advanced tactics. And that's going to be something we're going to talk about on a future episode. Okay. So we've talked about Facebook. We've talked about Instagram. We've talked about Twitter. The next one I want to touch on real quick is YouTube. So YouTube can be a fantastic way to pre-promote your live video show or any live video content that you're creating. Now, one way that you can do this is to schedule your live stream. Now, I know on Facebook, Jim, you have seven days with which you can schedule that show. So you can do it seven days in advance. Is there a limit at all on YouTube for scheduling your live stream? You know, I, I'm not sure if there is, but I know it's definitely more than seven days. I, I In fact, I want to say I was able to schedule something out once about a month for a client on YouTube. So I think it's a fairly robust scheduling. Do you, do you happen to know? Um, actually, there's not a seven-day time limit, I'll tell you that right now. Um, so you definitely can schedule it much further out. And the great thing about YouTube, so there is no limitation on that. You can also build, so like before an event, I mean, I personally, I schedule as much as I can on YouTube. Now, the reason I do this is so that, like, I don't want to get too far out, but I, I want to make sure I schedule it out. Like seven days, for example, is good. 14 days, 21 days, maybe even a month. But what I want to focus on from a scheduling aspect is making sure I'm not putting out too many scheduled videos ahead of time. Because I don't know if you've run into this, but I've gone on YouTube and I see this beautiful thumbnail and I'm like, oh, I want to watch that. And the problem I run into is then I look at it and I'm like, well, hold on. This isn't actually going to be going live now. It's actually not going live for quite a while. So, you know, scheduling that live video on YouTube, fantastic way to get some traction, but make sure you don't go too far out. Now, in addition to that, by the way, when you do schedule your YouTube live videos, and by the way, we use StreamYard to do that. So we go into StreamYard, we choose our destination, and then for YouTube, for example, we take that thumbnail we've created, we put that in our, basically in our video that's going to get posted on the channel, and then what we can do is we go in and we add tags for the video. We put it in a playlist, for example, it might be a playlist called coming soon or upcoming or something like that, or live show. And 
what's going to happen then is by actually optimizing that video ahead of time, based on what we're going to talk about, it actually lets us capitalize on search features as well. So if somebody is looking for a particular topic and you've got an upcoming video about it, they can actually find that in search. And then it's also there for when the videos has been uh, published. Once you've done your stream, it's there for people to then be able to find it via search because you've actually done some of that ahead of time. Now, in addition to YouTube, by the way, another thing I like to do to pre-promote my next show is I will go in the YouTube comments and I will tell people, you know, thanks a lot for watching this week's show. Here's a link to maybe the blog post recap or, you know, any other information. But I will also add an additional comment about when our next show is in, for example, the topic or the guest. Is there anything you want to add about that one, Jim? Well, Christian, that's actually a really good point. And I guess my question would be, too, are you able to in YouTube maybe to add that link to have them subscribe to your email list as well? You actually can, yes. So you can put pretty much any link you want in your own video comments. And, you know, I personally, I would say you could include maybe one long comment. And the comment could be something like, thanks a lot for tuning into this week's show. So this is if you've already done a show. You can tell them, thanks a lot for watching this week's show. If you want to get our email, get on our email list, you can either subscribe to the video and click the notification bell, or you can go and subscribe to our email newsletter. And then you could also include a note that tells people, here is who our next guest is going to be, or here's the next topic, and here's when it's going to be going live. Now, if you are wanting to do this for a video, a live video you've scheduled, you can do the same exact thing as well. You could tell them, you know, here's where we're going to be watching the show. Here's the topic. Here's, you know, all the other information that somebody might need. So try to have all that stuff ahead of time. So you're hearing a lot of preparation kind of goes into a lot of this. So uh, in addition to YouTube, by the way, so we've got one last social media platform we want to talk about, and that's LinkedIn. So Jim, how can be, how can LinkedIn be used for pre-promoting that you, that, uh, that live video show? Well, LinkedIn is a very powerful platform. And in fact, there's also LinkedIn Live. Of course, not a lot of people have it. Christian and I are fortunate to have it. I mean, we're literally talking, I think, less than 10,000 people currently have access out of an audience of 675 million people. But you can create posts, right? This kind of goes back to what we've talked about earlier. You create that post with that graphic. You can tag your guest. You can have a description of what your show is going to be about. And you can also share the link to your show, you know, because maybe it's not going to be on LinkedIn. But let me just give you a warning. LinkedIn does not like links in the post. So put that link in the first comment and let people know that that's where they're going to find the link to your show. Uh, because you want to also make that post engaging because the more people that comment on that post, the more people are going to see it. So posts are a great way to get the word out for people, you know, maybe put it out there a couple of days ahead of time. Uh, not to mention, you can also create LinkedIn events and that event can also have the link to where they're going to go watch the show. Uh, so I wouldn't necessarily do a LinkedIn event to have them go live on LinkedIn because at this time, what'll happen is if they accept the event, they're going to see it, but they're not going to see the video if they didn't ac accept the event. So if you're going to use LinkedIn for events right now, or you're wanting people to watch your show, maybe you take them to your YouTube channel or even your Facebook uh, link 
for the show itself. But that's another great way to kind of build some buzz about your show by by making it a LinkedIn event. Any other thoughts on uh, LinkedIn, Christian? Well, so it's the it's a similar concept to what we're doing on Facebook and Instagram in YouTube, and it's pre-recording a video. Now, some people they have the ability to, for example, record videos and publish them to their channel. Some people don't necessarily. So, if you don't see it on your channel when you go to LinkedIn, you know, just keep that in mind. It doesn't always get rolled out to everyone, but pre-recording a video where you might be giving an introduction. And, and these videos don't have to be long, by the way. You can do something as simple as setting up a background, turning on a light and sitting in front of your computer and just talking to your audience very quickly. You know, this could be a two minute video at the most. Hey guys, just giving you a heads up. We've got this live show. It's happening at whatever time. Tell them obviously that the who, what, where, when, you know, information and invite them to join and see if that tactic, for example, is useful. And then one last thing I want to add for LinkedIn is make sure you tag your guests. And LinkedIn does a great way uh, with tagging. It's very easy. So you just type the at sign, you start to type somebody's name and it will pull up that user. So definitely make sure you tag your guests. And one other thing, LinkedIn also does a terrific job with hashtags. They do a great job at suggesting hashtags. So to Jem's point, you make a LinkedIn post about your live video show that you have coming up make sure you also add some relevant hashtags as well. Things such as, you know, maybe there's a hashtag live video one, if that's what it is, or your show, for example, could have its own hashtag. Like you can create your own hashtag for your show and use that as well. So it's a good thing for branding. Okay. So we've talked email, we talked social media. I know we got a couple other things we want to talk about real quick, Jim. What's the next item as far as pre-promoting that live video show? update your profiles to let people know you have a show we you do you've done all this great work and you forget to tell people that you have a show even on your personal profile on facebook you can really take that bio area and add all these other links to your socials if you've got a like specifically if your show's on YouTube, put that YouTube link so people can go out there and find it. I, I think so many times we're so excited that we forget to update profiles and let people know these are some of the things we do. I mean, even Christian and I for Launch Your Live, hey, we created a LinkedIn company page. So now we have a way for people to go and learn more about the show. So that, you know, that's another, uh, you know, I guess another little tip from, from your friends, Jim and Christian, about ways to get yourself some more visibility for your show. But update those profiles, people. And by the way, I want to add one thing real quick to that. And it's the fact that I don't think that we forget necessarily. I think that it might be the fact that there's a lot of information out there on social media that say things like, um, don't promote business on your Facebook profile. Or don't, you know, if you have, if you're a business and you have a personal Twitter account and a business account, only promote on your business account and so forth. But a lot of people, I think what they forget is they forget that they can share the content from a page on a profile. There's nothing wrong with doing that. You know, if you're just using your Facebook profile for business and every update is about a business, yes, Facebook doesn't necessarily like that. But what you can do is you can promote via uh, via going to your Facebook page, making your post there, and then turn around and 
use the share option and share it back to your profile. This way it actually includes your Facebook page so people can actually see, hey, you have a Facebook page as well. I can like it. And the same thing for Twitter. You know, if you're on Twitter and you send out a tweet via your Twitter account for your business or your, even just your show, you can retweet that on your, your Twitter profile. So lots of different things you can do there as far as updating your, uh, updating people about your show. So Jim, I think we have one last item that we want to talk about real quickly on pre-promoting your live video show. And what is that? Invite your guest to share with their audience. This is so important. And I also want you to think about, and Christian and I both are very passionate about this. This is like really a case of give and take, right? Because if you if the roles were to be to reversed and you were going to be a guest on someone's show, wouldn't you want your audience to know that you were going to be a guest on their show? So this is something that is so simple, but this is how you get exposure to new audiences for your show because your guest is getting an exposure to your audience. So it's really, this is the potential win-win for all parties involved. So you want to make sure that you have a strategy to do that. The other big thing about this that I think people sometimes forget is if you can actually, in a sense, make it easy for your guest, as I like to call it in a sense, by teeing it up like, hey, here's a graphic you can use. We've got your nice, beautiful picture there and we've got the title of what you're talking about and all the profiles we're going to be going live. They're going to appreciate that. So make it easy for them to promote the show and you know, and, and maybe even give them some ideas because maybe they're not thinking about it. I know, Christian, you do a great job with that, with social chatter, you know, of getting that information out to, to the guest. And so I think it's a great opportunity to get that, that exposure pre-show. For sure. And thanks, by the way, for that compliment. You know, in addition to inviting your guests to share your show with their audience, another thing that I think also you need to keep in mind is it's a two-way street. So you want to make sure you are doing everything within your power to bring in viewers, for example, because then let's say you invite that person to be on your show. And it's not about being a you know a reciprocal relationship from the sense that, hey, if Jim's on my show, I'm gonna have him on, you know, I'm gonna be on his show. You know, that sometimes works depending on the type of business that you're in and make sure you, you both have you know, you're not, for example, pitching to the same exact type of audience he's pitching to, uh, you're, but you're pitching to something that's relevant. Uh, the other thing though, you know, there's give and take and that this actually can have impacts or it can impact your future opportunities and partnerships as well with people. Because if, for example, you're just take, 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 people might look at that and say, well, you know, they never really promote our show, but they're always asking us for stuff. And so it doesn't actually reflect well on you as a business potentially. So anything else you want to add about pre-promoting your live video show, Jim? No, I just, but I, I will definitely say that I think it, when they see that you're a giver, it definitely opens up other opportunities. No doubt in my mind. I, I think both of us have uh, felt that happen with, as we have grown as uh, as live streamers, we've definitely got a lot more opportunities because we're always looking to to promote our guests and help them first and and we you know it's kind of like it's the karma thing it comes around if you do good things to others good things will happen to you so there you have it we talked about 
various ways to pre-promote your live video show, including email marketing, leveraging your social media platforms. In addition to that, talking about updating your profiles to let people know about your show and also helping your guest who's going to be on your show, helping make it easier for them to share your show with their audience. So basically you are springboarding with your audience onto their audience and helping you get more exposure so that when you run a live, your show isn't empty. So thanks a lot for joining us for episode 27 of the Launcher Live podcast. For more information, head to launcher.live for slash EP27. We'll see you all on a future episode. Thanks a lot. We appreciate you joining us for this episode of the Launch Your Live podcast. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast platform. Also, visit launchyour.live for more resources based on today's topic, as well as access to even more episodes that will help you level up your live videos. That's launchyour.live. So until next time, keep going live.